Full 10 Yards Podcast. Yes, welcome in everyone. This is the Full 10 Yards where every yard counts, of course. Timothy Monk here at your service. Today's podcast is all about head coaches, the guys pulling the strings on the field. And it's fair to say there are varying levels of input that the head coaches decide they want to have. Obviously, some involve themselves in, with play calls like Ron Rivera with the defence over in Carolina. Go and watch All or Nothing if you want to see more about that. But some don't. Some some do whatever they want to do. Some even get their GMs fired and some just stand there clapping on the sidelines. Yes, the return of Jason Garrett Corner not too far away now. Folks are very, very looking forward to getting that jingle back on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, every year, usually on Black Monday, head coaches get fired. There are eight new head coaches heading into this season. Probably be a similar number next year as well. Um, so I've, I've drafted in one of our quality writers at the full 10 yards, Lawrence, to go through all the head coach hot seats, uh, try and identify who won't be ne- here next year. Lawrence, welcome you in. Thank you. And it's, and it's going to be very personal because the <laughs> top of my hit list happens to be the head coach of the team that I actually support. So yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll come on to that shortly. Yeah, great tease, love it. Um, yeah, so just a kind of an overview on the head coaching situation. For, like I say, eight, eight new head coaching appointments uh, heading into this season. Uh, only four head coaches have been over at their job for over a decade and only 11 coaches at five years or more. I won't get you to, to try and guess those, Lawrence. But um, yeah, prior to the podcast, uh, me, me and you, didn't we? We, uh, we ranked all our head coach hot seat rankings. Uh, you know, They're all put into some buckets um, just to kind of see See, you know, we didn't want to see and obviously make for good conversation as well. But the buckets were uh, safe no matter what, probably safe, need a playoff berth, uh, under pressure and not here next year. Did you find it hard at all to uh, to put people in buckets? Um, it was the ones um, that were sort of kind of safe. The right. kind of safe ones yeah, that yeah. are kind of... Are, I was kind of wavering on. Um, I think we've got one that we kind of strongly probably disagree on. Yeah, we do. Um, and then we've got we've got one that we definitely 100% agree on. And then we've probably got some that are, with a bit of a strong argument, you could go either way with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's quite difficult. If they're probably safe and need a playoff berth and under pressure, obviously there's going to be circumstances that may have mitigation, you know, with injuries. Obviously, Ron Rivera was one last year that I thought might got might have gone, but obviously the Cam Newton thing, they were 6-2 and two before he got, obviously, the hit uh, last season to his shoulder from TJ Watt. Um, but yeah, he, obviously seasons can, can unravel in loads of different ways and, you know, who knows, there could, there could be some instances where people that we think are, are safe no matter what, like John Gruden, Bill Belichick, uh, Doug Pedersen, Sean McVay, even Andy Reid, you know, Andy Reid um, I don't think is, a, is a far from a lot because you know, missing the playoffs next year, who knows, uh, who knows how it all unravels but yeah it's, it's, it's part it's part of the reason why we love the nfl definitely definitely I, I love i love the whole carousel thing and i love i love it when teams really don't know what they're talking about and they they draft in people i think i've got one one of the coaches that we're going to talk about i'm just a bit really mm. is that really the best you could come up with yeah maybe maybe we'll agree on that one as well maybe maybe we'll so let's have a look at a couple obviously that we do uh, agree on i think it's quite easy to put some in the safe no matter what bucket wasn't it so obviously john gruden um is still in the early stages of that 10-year deal over there in oakland slash las vegas bill belichick obviously um top of the tree uh, Doug Pedersen, Sean McVay, Andy Reid, we all agreed should be safe no matter what. Uh, I did I did wonder about putting Andy Reid uh, in that one as well. But um, yeah, 
I mean, my my list had eleven um, of Save No Matter What, and you, I think you disagreed on quite a few of them, so five or six. And so we'll, we'll get to to some of those shortly. Um, yeah, any anything you want to say about you know John Gruden? Obviously, he could take a dump on Mark Davis's desk and still be right, couldn't he? He's um, yeah, Chucky is <laughs> a little bit untouchable at the moment. I think he's um, I think he's grown tired of the whole. Antonio Brown helmet situation. Yeah, I think he's kind of you know. I saw Mike Mayock basically said you're either all in or all out, and and I don't think this saga's over, mm. and we're still in August. I don't think it's going to conclude itself, even though he's got a new helmet. It still seems to be a situation, mm. and you've got that mix with the fact that they've they're highly invested in a rookie running back who hasn't made an NFL you know, a regular season snap um, that they're going to put, you know, 350 to 400 touches um, his way this season. And that's a big risk because that's one injury from um, things going a bit sideways and looking at people like Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington as, as starting backs, which they're not. Yeah. So, you know, big, big risks out there. Yeah. I think somebody like Tyrell Williams, who's being not talked about because he's not as... Um, clinically as insane as Antonio Brown <laughs> is going to have quite a good season. Mm. Mm. Um, but they're going to miss Jared Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he again, you know, over 30 now, um, but he was, a, he was a big, big kind of safety blanket for Derek Carr last year. And I think they're going to miss him. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And... Um, I think let's get into so in the in the probably safe bucket we we both agreed we all agree on uh, John Harbaugh Adam Gase and Brian Flores. I mean there are some some wriggles in there. John Harbaugh obviously I think last year he signed a new a new deal didn't he, uh, which was a bit longer term because I think he was year to year for a, for a little while and I think he, he grew there he grew a bit tired of that. But he's been there eleven years actually, which shocked me a little, little bit. And that's actually. Um, yeah, he's only his only head coaching job, and he's got a head coaching record of 104-72. It's not not that bad. Most, yeah, he's got uh, a good record. I mean, yeah. seven seven playoff games, um, three division championships, and and obviously you know one big one. Mm. Um, he's got one ring, so I think a ring always buys you um, that extra bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Even if you're having a, a down season or a couple of down seasons, if you've yeah. got a ring um, sitting there and if you've got a Vince Lombardi trophy in, in the reception area at your stadium, um, it, it buys you extra time. Yeah, yeah, it certainly does. Uh, yeah, and I say John Harbour, um lost my train of thought there. Um, what was I going <laughs> to I was going to say, done, yeah, he's yeah. done better than his brother. He, so yeah, he certainly has, and I, I think as well with with John Harbaugh, I think it, may, it makes sense to sign him to a longer term deal with the obviously the transition to a Lamar Jackson offense. Well, I don't know if you read my, well, you would have read my previous article. I did a huge thing. I have a huge man crush for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, baby, <laughs> an absolutely huge. But I think it's you know. It's it's a little bit you know it's a little bit too much. Um, I'm drafting him everywhere. Yeah. Um, not early because nobody picks him early. No, no. I don't have to. I don't have to get him till you know, either eighth, ninth, tenth round in in kind of standard drafts or PPR drafts. Um, but people are just leaving him alone. Yeah, yes, yeah. it, it amazes me. I don't understand. Yeah. He is capable of breaking the NFL single rushing record by a quarterback, which is currently held by, obviously, Michael Vick. 
which is just over a thousand yards, yeah. um, he is capable of blowing that away. He mm. could get 1,200, 1,250 yards rushing. Yeah. I know that um, John Harbour said that he's going to, you know, potentially rush him less, but I just can't see it. Mm. Even watching pre-season, they just they just love the run. Yeah. They just love the run, and you know, I'm just watching the the rookie who's the rookie Justice Hill. Yeah. Um, in that second preseason game, he looked like a monster. Yeah, he does. An absolute monster. And you put that with Mark Ingram and then Gus Edwards, who gets no credit, no. but was a huge part of the the kind of all the wins from last season. Yeah. He was he was an amazing pickup and, and, and you know, he's he's sitting there quietly and you just give him the ball and he'll just do his job. Yeah. He's a he's a thoroughly, thoroughly decent running back. Yeah. Um it's just Mark Ingram's more exciting, bigger name. Um, and then Justice Hill, he could be one of those, um, you know, red zone vultures. Mm. His, his stat line, in terms of yardage, might not look brilliant, but he's he, he could end up with you know nine, ten touchdowns in the year. Mm. Yeah, certainly. And say John Harbour, a uh, decent coach as well, getting the best of out, out of all his, uh, the weapons out of his disposal. Um, the one one we agreed on in terms of needing the playoffs, uh, Mike Zimmer. Obviously, Mike Zimmer's uh, forty-seven, thirty-two, and one career record uh, as a head coach. Obviously, Mike Zimmer's only been a Minnesota uh, Vikings head coach, former uh, defensive coordinator for Bengals, Cowboys, and, and others as well. But they obviously went all went, went all in on Cousins. Gary Kubiak, I think, will be uh, an under under the radar. Um, boost to, to this team and obviously they, they last year they fired uh, John Filippo towards the end of the season because they wanted to, to run the ball more and I say Gary Kubiak coming in is going to be a bit more zone uh, zone running schemes so might be able to see Minnesota to, to better effect this year but I think it's fair to say this point, at this point I'm not sure uh, if Mike Sim has gotten the most out for Kirk, Kirky Cousins Although, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's... I mean having as, as a as a um, devoted and, and very feeling sorry for himself Redskins fan um <laughs> I wasn't that sad to see Kirk Cousins go. Um, I know he did a lot better kind of after the the kind of injury demise of um, RG3, yeah. but he just threw too many interceptions at important times in games. Mm. And and if you look in the last two seasons with the Vikings, what's the furthest they've got? NFC Championship with Case Keenum. Yeah. <laughs> Case Keenum, who now ironically... He's probably going to be the starting quarterback for the Redskins. Yeah. Um, so it's all, you know, you talk about coaching carousels, you've got quarterback carousels as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, this is big, big pressure on Kirk Cousins. He has got to perform. And it's not the stats. It's not the stats. We no. know he can throw for 4,000 plus yards, 30 plus touchdowns. It's got to be wins. Mm. It does. It doesn't matter if he if he wins ugly. He's got to win. Yeah, absolutely. And talking of winning ugly, that's what Jay Gruden needs to do this year. You know, he even admitted himself that he knows that he needs a playoff berth uh, to probably stay in a job. And yeah, I can't even I'd say you're a Washington Redskins fan, so I'll let you have the floor a little bit. But I don't. I can't see uh, Jay Gruden being here next year. And do you agree? Completely. It is not going to happen. It is not going to happen. I've when I did my. Um, division predictions I, I obviously wanted to do the nfc east and i'm completely unbiased on this i think um we've got the cowboys who are going to beat the eagles just in terms of the division and i think that the cellar dwellers are going to be the redskins if we get three wins this season i'll be surprised three wins we, geez, oh. three three wins yeah we we have got some quality on defense we have yep. got mm-hmm. you know 
um, some some quality on the defensive line. We've even got guys that are a bit not not quite household names. Mike um, Iadan, sorry, um, what's his name? Iadanis, the defensive lineman. He is he's going to be potentially getting 10, 12 sacks. Um, what we haven't got is a receiving core. We are kind of going into the unknown. We've got Paul Richardson who's coming back from injury. We've got Terry McLaurin who was drafted. We've got Kelvin Harmon who was drafted. We've got the um, the glass man um, Jordan Reed, Reed yeah. who just can't, who just can't stay can't stay healthy. Um, we've got Vernon Davis who's kind of you know you can see by his receding hairline how old he is. <laughs> um, and you've got a little little kind of quiet one, Jeremy Spinkle, who's our third tight end. I reckon he is going to break out a little bit this season. Um, but we've got everywhere, there's there's risk. We've got Der- Darius Geist, the running back, coming back from an injury. And they're kind of really gently trying to ease him back in the preseason. They're going to try and get him to play this week. But, you know, because he got injured in the last preseason, he's going to have bad memories coming back to him. You've got Adrian Peterson, who somehow is defying logic. Oh, he, like he, looked, he, looked, he looked good last week, didn't he? He was explosive last week. He's ready. Yeah. He's absolutely, he's, he's still ready for it. So I'm, I'm picking him up again, yeah, late in rounds. drafts. Yeah, yeah. Because in terms of kind of, you know, the predicted lists on ESPN and Yahoo and stuff, he, he's not sitting there as draftable. No. You just have to dig deep. You yeah. have to kind of go, go underneath what the sort of conventional rankings are and you'll find him kind of hovering near the bottom. And I'm like, yeah, I'll have some of that. Because yep. yep. he could he could still have a big season. Not, not I don't think 1,000 yards, but I think he could still go it'll start, it'll start off hot, seven, 700, 800 yards. Yeah, it'll start, it'll start off hot. And I think hopefully, obviously the, the plan for the Redskins will be to to transition over to Darius Geis as, as the season wears on. But yeah, Jay Gruden under under a hell of a lot of pressure there to and I say we don't we don't think obviously think he'll he'll be there next year anyway. No, he's just and it, all of his press conferences, he just he doesn't have that fire. He doesn't have that kind of it's a chore, isn't it? Dynamism. He just kinda of looks like every time he's doing a press conference, he looks like he's been forced to do it. It's like I, it's part of my duty. I've got to do these press conferences, but I really hate them. Mm. If there's no kind of um there's just no personality there. Mm. It just looks vacant. And I think he's had that kind of looming shadow over him for, for the past 12 months. Mm. And I don't think it's going to, it's just, it's just, his world's just going to get darker. That's, yeah. that's all it is. No, absolutely. I say, I say he's probably the uh, the favourite to, to to hit the sack uh, for next uh, the Black Monday next season. But let's have a, let's have a talk then, Lawrence, about some guys. I think it was what we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We've got about eight. We'll see how many we can get through. Probably some take a bit longer than others, but we've got eight that we disagree on. So let's let's start off obviously with the most contrasting. Uh, Sean McDermott is the biggest one. So uh, I've gone for safe no matter what, and you think uh, he won't be here next year. So obviously that's the opposite ends uh, of the spectrum. So it's probably a good a good point to to start off so I'll, I'll make my case for so um okay yeah he's, he's been there a couple of years got him to the playoffs um once as well and considering the talent he's had in in that team since he's been there under his tenure um that's just working there that's the modern day working miracles he's never had talent he's always been a good coach and been a good motivator getting the most got say getting the most out of the people there he's, he's finally starting to to get a few weapons there for Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, and uh, John Brown have, have come over as well. Um, obviously, they've got an aging back uh, backfield as well. But yeah, fifteen to seventeen career record. Not you know, all right, not great. It's under five hundred. But first 
first head coaching gig. And I think considering, you know, there, there could be plenty of coaches that would be in Buffalo uh, who would get a lot of worse record than than that, considering the players that, that have been there. So I, I just think that he's highly regarded as a, as a coach uh, and so what he can get out of his players. And I just think that the, 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 the back office think that as well. Um, and I think he, he's. I think he's just very safe. I don't. I don't think he, even if they miss the playoffs this season. I think as long as they show progress that Josh Allen has stepped forward. Um, I know he's going to be inaccurate and whatever, but yeah, you know, as long as they've got progress, I, I don't see why they'd they'd move. I think they're on a kind of a longer term plan. Um, I'm not so sure. the The Bills um, ownership have a very trigger happy um, track record. Since 2000, they've had 10 head coaches. Mm. So in in 19 seasons, 10 head coaches, that's roughly one every two years. Mm. Um, and the last one who managed to get into their third season was Chan Gailey. Mm. And, you know, what, what happened to Chan Gailey? <laughs> not a lot, because no. we're not talking about him anymore. No. I mean, basically, McDermott, he's a he's a defensive guru. Mm. You know, I cannot, I cannot deny... He does an excellent job in terms of the the defensive side of the football. Um, the the secondary, the Bills secondary, is probably highly underrated. Yeah, and I think we've we've got some potential. We've definitely got pro bowlers. We've got potential all pros in the secondary, um, and I'm sure he's you know a, a very large part of that happening. Mm. Um, and yet, I have to give him credit to take the Bills to their first playoff game in 18 years. Mm. And, and they nearly beat the Jags ago, as well, didn't they? Which, yeah. They nearly beat the Jags, didn't they? It, it was a It was, a, it was, it was an awful, awful game, game wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10-3. It was, it, was, it was barely watchable. Mm. But yeah, they, they, they managed to keep it close. Again, thanks to that kind of the coaching, the defensive coaching, not necessarily the players, but the coaching. And they, they did a tremendous job and, and, and were very, very close. I think Tyrell Taylor kind of just run out of steam by then. Yeah. But coming on to Tyrod Taylor, this is, don't forget, Sean McDermott is the same guy that in 2017 thought, Tyrod Taylor, I don't think you're good enough to be a starting quarterback. I'm going to put Nathan Peterman in. <laughs> and yeah, that was the game where Nathan Peterman threw five, five yes, yeah. five first half interceptions before yeah. being benched. So it kind of makes me a little bit nervous that this guy is an incredible defensive coach and and little factoid for you um he was a national prep champion wrestler in high school no, there you go. um so not, not many people knew that no. but i i just think that he hasn't got the control of the offense mm. i think he's 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 i think he would make a fantastic defensive coordinator mm. i mean you you look at his defensive coaching history he coached the defensive backs for the eagles in 2004 when they reached the super bowl um he got brian dawkins and michael lewis um into the pro bowl um he was then fired um but then he reached the super bowl again as defensive coordinator for the panthers um this time losing to the broncos so he's got an absolutely excellent track record as a defensive coordinator mm. um, um defensive coach I just I'm not sure he's head coach material, so that that's my that's my concern. Yeah. Excellent defensive coach, as as kind of in terms of running an entire team, 
I'm not sure. Hmm. No, they're, they're, I say they're, they're, they're fair points. And so you, there may be some aspects where he kind of just goes on autopilot, maybe a bit for the offense. And like I say, my point earlier about, you know, be interesting to see what the, the step forward, if any, that Josh Allen makes, because um, that's obviously, obviously be a bit more indicative of what Sean McDermott's done to the offense, I, I suppose, and what he's done to help, you know, caress and, and you know corral Josh Allen along in his development so obviously cause he was quite raw coming into the draft and obviously going into second season as well so but yeah quite interesting obviously interesting that we're the opposite end of the spectrum there but um, let's move on then to the next one on my list I've got Pat Shermer here uh, again, a team that's not not expected to do too much uh, New York Giants no, I've, 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 gone... I've, I've got them just kind of um, just kind of standing on the Redskins shoulders but in the in the basement of the NFL yeah. this season. Yeah, I mean he's got a fifteen thirty four career record. Um, he's been he's had a head, head coaching job of the Browns, so it was never going to be a winning one, was it? Let's be honest. Um, I've I've gone for obviously safe no matter what. Uh, you've gone for he's a bit under he's under a bit of pressure. Um, for, for me, I, I just think that I don't I, I can't see the uh, you know, Jim Mara and Dave Gutman and the rest of them you know, making any moves from Pat Shermer in in. Uh, year two I, I think they'll at least give him year three four maybe five as well uh, you know they've invested in the quarterback now so you know that's usually a card that the the head coaches can play um he's yes going into his second year it's not necessarily if it was just going off career records and potentially you know he probably abilities then i'd say he'd probably be close to the exit door but i just, I just think that the the backroom guys kind of get, are going to give him a bit of a leash a little bit. So I think from that standpoint, he's going to be he's safe. And I think they'll give him a, a bit of time. But it'll be interesting to see how the, the quarterback situation is, it plays out, how it's handled, obviously, with Eli and all the the, the, the debacle last year of you know, benching him for Geno Smith and all the rest of it. And you know, yeah, it'll be interesting I mean, to see when that transition is. Yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly something I've got because I, I think the, 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 the bigger thing to spot is not, how many wins the Giants get in 2019? It's no. it's when Eli gets benched, yeah, because that's that's the turning point in the whole kind of Giants franchise. And no, we can't say too much about Daniel Jones, but in in his preseason debut, he looked very serviceable. There wasn't anything wrong with him. His throwing motion was looking good. He he drove the football. But obviously that's preseason and it doesn't, you know, doesn't technically count. Mm. But you know, obviously with Eli having two rings and kind of that whole kind of kudos and you know, will he or won't he go to the Hall of Fame? Of course he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. It's just is by statistics alone, not even wins or Super Bowl wins, just by pure hanging around for this amount of time in the NFL, he's accrued that amount of statistics that he is Hall of Fame worthy. Mm. Um, I think. The, the bigger problem for Pat Shermer is not that he's not supported by his own team. It's the New York media. Mm. And I think they're not going to let go. And the more time that is spent with um, Saquon Barkley getting all pro statistics but not getting to the playoffs the more the fans are going to get angry, the more the New York media is going to get angry and they're going to say, how long is this going to take? How long is this turnaround going to take? Mm. His three full seasons that he's been a head coach, he's finished bottom of his division, mm. all three. So obviously, yeah, with the Browns, his record was 9-23. and 23. Um, You know, it was the Browns yeah. of the early 21st century, so you can forgive him. Yeah. But, you know, last season wasn't good it wasn't a pretty watch um and then he, he's had one he's had one game where he was the interim head coach of the eagles 
and has a perfect record of 1-0. and um, But, you know, this is not somebody, again, who I think is... I, I don't think he's going to have that, that longer leash. Mm. I think it, it really, really depends on how Daniel Jones develops as a quarterback. Mm. I mean, the, the problems, though, with that whole mess at wide receiver for the Giants yeah, yeah. cannot be underestimated. Um, Corey Coleman, who wasn't wasn't kind of the the one or two, he's he's out for the year. We've got Sterling Shepard injured. We've got Golden Tate suspended, um, and then we're probably going to end up as as one of the few teams where the tight end is potentially going to be their leading receiver mm. um, by yards and by catches. Yep. If you if you haven't drafted Evan Engram. Start drafting him now. Yeah, especially in PPR. He, he, he's going to get a hell of a lot of targets. Yeah, yeah, he PPR. really, really is. Yeah, I do love him. Do love him in the middle rounds of PPRs. There's a lot. I'm actually in one or two standard leagues. It's really hard to, to draft in standard league these days because you've got. A, it's obviously not. It's on. It's on the decline of of popularity. But um, yeah, it's, if you want a different challenge out there, and you know, if, you, if you're new to fantasy football and you do lots of PPR, try try a standard league. That's a whole different kettle of fish. Um, but anyway. Talking. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to Green Bay Lambeau Field. Matt Lafleur coming over as the, from the OC from the Tennessee Titans. Can't say he didn't particularly light it up, did he? But um, I've gone for that. He needs a playoff berth here, and you've gone for safe no matter what. Now, uh, I'll, I'll let you go first for the the safe no matter what um, side of the argument. Well, it, it's it's his first year, um, so I think he he's going to have a little bit of time to adjust. Um, the Packers are one of these teams. I don't think they like to make rash decisions, you know, with the fact that the team's owned by the fans. You know, they, they, they're not going to want to keep chopping and changing all the time. They, they like that longevity. They, they love the fact that they had Brett Favre last so long. They love the fact that, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been with them. Hopefully, he has an injury-free season. Mm. Um, but I think they, they don't, I don't think they're, they're going to do anything within the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact um, of Lafleur's enthusiasm and the fact he tore his Achilles playing basketball yeah. in May. Yeah. I mean, how do you put a head coach on on injured reserve? Yeah. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's just bizarre, absolutely bizarre. I mean, he he's got um, a really good record in terms of coaching. He was the Redskins quarterback coach when they drafted RG3 and he was um, Offensive Rookie of the Year. He was the Falcons quarterback coach in 2016, um, reporting to Kyle Shanahan. And he helped Matt Ryan to become league MVP and the Falcons reach the Super Bowl. But obviously, we all know what happened, <laughs> you know, post 28-3. Yep. It's kind of like that. That's, you know, there's... There's certain numbers in America, aren't there, that, yeah, that yeah. become iconic. Yeah. Um, I won't say the obvious one, but but 28-3 is another kind of just an iconic number, isn't it, in, mm. in sports history? Yeah, it certainly is. Um, and then obviously 2018 Titans offensive coordinator, they finished 25th in offense. And, and, and I've got a little thing in my head. I think um, currently, as it is, if you're a wide receiver and, and you want to die, just, just go and play for the Tennessee Titans yeah. because you, you, it's just the place where, where you just put receivers out to pasture. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. You look at Corey Davis. You would have put Corey Davis um, on the Falcons, on the Packers, on, on a, on a pass-heavy team. He, he'd be a pro bowler by now. Mm-hmm. 
he's just he's just he must be so frustrated. Yeah. Um, and I think this is this. I think a big thing that's going to happen, um, kind of for the Packers, is you know they they need to get those young receivers working, and I don't think they quite know which one is going to break out. Mm. They've got a number of young wide receivers, and they just need to get somebody established to kind of support Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is an all-pro. He He's an absolute stud. And if you get him in the first round, you'll be happy yeah. um, of drafts. So, you know, don't worry about that, whoever's throwing to him. Um, but I just think, I think that, that Lafleur's got at least two seasons um, to establish himself. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, probably. So the reason I need, I've, I've put need playoffs is I just think it could turn into, I know you're saying they don't, they don't like to make rash decisions, but now I'm not saying, I'm not comparing for one minute Mike McCarthy and Sir Alex Ferguson, but once the big, the guy that's been there for donkey's years has gone, and again, the success side of things is not quite comparable, but... Because Aaron Rodgers seemingly, you know, to the to the public, his, his time as an NFL quarterback has been wasted in terms of the amount of Super Bowl rings he's done. I'm just wondering, with that window, they're going to keep trying to find the different answers if it doesn't work each year. So I, I don't know whether Lafleur will be given. Uh, I agree, he should be given a couple of years, but I just wonder with with Rodgers maybe not having that too many years left on the clock. I think they'll try and find a, a quick solution to to be like a, a win now. Um, win now team in terms of deep Super Bowl, deep playoff runs and Super Bowl appearances. I just don't know if they, they'll they'll revert to type like they have done and you know with yeah, longevity I, and stuff. I, it's, it's a tough one. I, I just don't see a, a Green Bay Packers coach not lasting if they don't make the playoffs, considering the talent that they've had at quarterback. Yeah, and the 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 bigger problem for the Packers is the the defense. Yeah, um, yeah. they've they've kind of clutched at a few straws. I think mm-hmm. um, in the off season. They've added um, Preston Smith from the Redskins, who I, I'm kind of not missing him too much. Zadarius Smith from the Ravens and, and Adrian Amos, who I, love, who I love from safety from the Bears. Yes. But they're plugging in all these new guys. Yeah. Um, and the the core of the defense that they had from 2018 um, is not that brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Kenny Clark, you know, just kind of, there's no real names that no. shout out at you. No. You know, with Clay Matthews gone, they're just there isn't there isn't a, it's not a defence to be feared. No. It really isn't. And I think you you could get big seasons out of um Zadaria Smith or, or Preston Smith, but they're not they're not those big marquee names, are no, they? No, no. And they say when you when you have lots of moving pieces as well, it can take a little time uh, for for them to gel. But yeah, it remains to be seen um, uh, what Matt Lafleur can do over there uh, in Green. But let's not let's knock off another couple of first year head coaches because we disagree on those a little bit as well. Cliff Kingsbury, Arizona, uh, and Zach Taylor at Cincinnati. Uh, I've got them both under pressure. You've got uh, Cliff Kingsbury safe no matter what, and um, you've got Zach Taylor is probably safe. Uh, you know, Cliff Kingsbury obviously um, coming over with it, the air raid, you know, offense, and you know the pretty. They've not had a great preseason, are they? That O line is still absolute um, a dumpster. Oh, it's fella. garbage. It's yeah, garbage. Absolute yeah. garbage. Um, obviously, the rumors, but are that they're not showing anything that like they're going to, and you know, they said Kyler Murray saying they've got wrinkles and all that kind of stuff. I just wonder if this is going to be a crash and burn and something that you know, again, because of the offensive line, they can't implement the offense they want, and they're just going to look absolutely awful. Um, and they say, I, I think in general, all these all these first year uh, head coaches aren't locks to return. To be quite honest, um, 
Yeah, I mean, Cliff Goonsby, obviously, he struggled with Pat Mahomes, didn't he? Was it Texas A&M, I think? It was... Yeah, I mean, the, the kind of looking up, um, he he tutored Patrick Mahomes, who, um, and they, he, they averaged at Texas Tech 550 yards offense and 42 points a game in, in college in the past seven years that he was at Texas Tech. Mm. But that just didn't equate to wins. No. As he, he went 35 and 40 in six seasons, and he won just one bowl game, and that was back in 2013, the Holiday Bowl back in 2013. So he, yes, he can get the yards, but it's you know you'd rather have a bit of a steadier offense and a, and a you know a bit of a balanced attack and be you know at, at the college level getting you know nine, ten wins a season, mm. and it, and it just it wasn't happening. Mm. Um, so, you know, obviously with Kyler Murray, with, with inheriting the worst team, and, you know, it was the worst team in the NFL, and, yeah. and it bore out by their 3-13 and 13 record, that, you know, they got big problems. David Johnson, who probably killed off a lot of people's fantasy seasons last year, because if, if we go back to 12 months ago, David Johnson was arguably the number one pick. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, upward, um, and obviously, you know, the whole Le'Veon Bell debacle as well. But, you know, this this David Johnson kind of, he, he came back last season, but he wasn't what he was a few seasons ago. Um, Larry Fitzgerald somehow is still playing. I mean, I think that's just, that's more will than it is athletic athleticism. He's just, he, he just refuses to, to go down. And, and they've got a lot of new wide receivers and again we don't know how they're going to play out um Andy Isabella Hakeem Butler Keyshawn Johnson you know it's it's going to be a wild ride um but again this is another situation where the defense is going to let them down yeah I mean it's, it's a, with, with Cliff Kingsbury himself I mean obviously it's the hallmarks of obviously what Chip Kelly tried to bring to the Philadelphia Eagles and is the reason obviously why he got he got run out of town, so I'm just wondering if he, you know, Cliff Kingsbury's obviously bringing his type of defense, his type of offense, and has the quarterback that he wants. I just wonder if that could crash and burn straight off the bat uh, as well. But um, yeah, but we've got. I mean, Kyler Murray is just this kind of you know this unique talent. Mm. He's not. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's. He's kind of. We haven't seen anything like this before. Mm. You know, the, I, 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 you know the height thing, and and I look at somebody like Doug Flutie, um, and if if people don't know who Doug Flutie is, look him up, um, or watch his football life because it's an incredible story. Very small guy, but boy, did he have an arm. Mm. And you you looked at Kyler Murray. Yes, he didn't look as good in his second preseason game as he did in his first, but you just look at that arm and you look at that accuracy, and it's it's. Pretty mind-blowing, mm. pretty mind-blowing. But um, a lot of people that I've been listening to, they're saying they, they go and see him and they don't realise he really is as small as he is. And I think, you know, what what do you think, Tim? What, do you think that he's he's got all the tools? Do you I, yeah. think the height is not an issue? No, I, I, I think he has got all the tools. As I say, watching him in play, obviously, you know, the second preseason game, like I said, wasn't that great. But we say we, we can't really, we have to take the preseason stuff with a... A great a pinch of salt a little bit and I'm sure they've got stuff cooked up yep. but certainly in the in the first preseason game you know some of the throws and some of the sidearm stuff he was doing as well it, it looks like he belongs here it's just a case of whether or not he'll be able to show that obviously Josh Rosen couldn't last year because he couldn't show what he could do because of the offensive line so it's just whether or not 
that offensive line is just going to wreck all the plans that he and, and Cliff Kingsbury are putting together to try and uh, you know put the offense together that, that what they're doing obviously I know they're going to spread them out in four or five wide receiver sets which should help the pass rush stop you know stop from coming but you know, considering that they've got turnstiles at the offensive line it could just un- un- undo all of the all of the work that they're trying to put in yeah and I've just got a couple of just bizarre facts about Cliff Kingsbury um, do you know who was drafted by in the NFL no. Buffalo Bills <laughs> The Patriots, oh, Patriots. In, the, in 2003 in the sixth round, oh. but he went on injured reserve, but he did get a Super Bowl ring before oh. he was waived in 2004. <laughs> nice. And this is this is the, the ultimate um, NFL quiz question. You, you need to put this into the quiz for anyone who's not listening. Yeah. Um, his NFL career stats, right. one of two for 17 yards playing for the Jets. <laughs> In a 27-0 loss to the Broncos. Very good. And then after that, he played in NFL Europe for the Cologne Centurions. I think I remember reading it somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so bizarre stuff, bizarre stuff. There we go. Okay, um, we've got a couple of names left to go. We mentioned Zach Taylor. I think I'll probably change my mind a little bit on Zach Taylor, so I don't really want to spend uh, too much time on that. Obviously, he's touched Sean McVay or been in the same room, so um, that's why he's he's over there. But, um, yeah, he's, he'll probably yeah. have a bit of a leash there because Cincinnati aren't really expected to do too much. Uh, and then, obviously, Andy Dalton um, might be a new quarterback coming in next year and, say, offensive line issues as well with, with Jonah Williams and injuries and all the rest of it. But let's, let's focus on, they've got three three bigger names here. Uh, we'll start with Mike Tomlin. So you've got safe no matter what, and I can probably assume the reasoning for that. Uh, I've, I've got he needs a playoff berth um, this year. He's the third longest tenured head coach behind Belichick and Peyton. Um, if he misses the playoffs this year, I think he goes. Uh, I know he's, he's not, and I say that on, on twofold. One, he's not got the, the distractions, in air quotes, uh, of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell stuff this year. Uh, but I just think, considering all that he's had, all the talent he's had in those teams over the you know, whatever, 12, 13 years, 12 years, I think he's been there. He's only had one Super Bowl ring, uh, ring and two appearances and six division titles in 12 years. And he's had someone like Ben Roethlisberger and all that talent uh, on both sides of the ball as well, because let's not forget they were predominantly defence uh, back when I first started watching, over, probably about that time ago, actually. Um, I just think he has a history of not being able to to manage players that you know you constantly see on some away games. They play down to teams like Oakland last year and Chicago the year before that when they were when they were pants. Uh, I just I just think that the, the, it's going to start to turn on Mike Tomlin a little bit. I know the Rooneys love him and, and all the rest of it. I just I just think I can't they, he can't keep getting away with what he what they get away with in Pittsburgh in terms of lackluster performances. True. True. I mean, last last year, um, I don't think he th- he. I don't think anyone was thinking that Le'Veon Bell would just stay away the entire season. Mm. Um, you kind of cut. You know, you're following this through August, following it in September. Think it's going to happen. He's going to sign. He's going to sign. You know, everyone was he's going to sign, and he didn't. And that was a that was a big blow, a big blow. So to even finish the season with a winning record, I mean, they were nine six and one last season, and but as you say, no playoffs. Yeah. Um, it is. I mean, that that is the that is the kind of um, millstone around his neck that he's um, been in the playoffs fifteen times in his in his twelve seasons and only won eight playoff games. Mm. And you look at the the total of the talent that he's had so i i am with you 
Um, I think that um, James Connor um, is kind of the make or break of their season. Um, I think they 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 love him. I think they're going to run the ball. Anything happens to James Connor, there is trouble. They they do have um, Jalen Samuel, who's sitting behind, um, who's a bit more of a jack of all trades as a running back. Um, and I think Juju Smith-Schuster could um, could kind of get parallel numbers to what Browns had the last two three seasons, hundred and ten plus catches. Um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 one of these ones where he's been around a long time, and is it a case that it's, it's just is he getting a bit stale? Yeah. I mean, I, I've got my prediction. I've got for the Steelers is ten and six and a wild card. Because I've still got a love affair with the Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> um, and I, I, I just, I, I've got big things that I can, I can just, I've got a vision of big things for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. I think there is, there is that kind of element that it's, it's borderline that, um, that kind of, there, there's kind of the love hate thing coming in. But I've, I've got him predicted to be in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and I think they can, they can win a wild card game. I don't think that'll be a problem. I think it's when they come up to the division. And I think, I mean, in terms of Mike Tomlin's career is not necessarily defined by him or by Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. I think it's defined by um, the Sith Lord Belichick and um, and Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, that's Because fair. if they hadn't have been there in the way pretty much every season, yeah. um, we'd be looking at um, a team that probably has an additional two Vince Lombardi trophies yeah. within that within that period, yeah. Yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, it's just that that you, you just can't you can't stop the Patriots. Yeah. So I think that that's the big thing, and I think that's that's what's defining him. Mm. I think the the Steelers defense. You know, we have got T.J. Watt, who I think is you know he he's just getting better and better, and I think they they've got a, a good core of a team, and I think they're but. They're not Super Bowl ready. They're no, not Super Bowl ready. No, I think I think for for me it's more about the personals, the interpersonal side, and the player management. You know, you've got players like Martavis Bryant who've come and gone, who've had issues with with substance abuse and all the rest of it. You know, if I, you've got again cases of last year, you know, Antonio Brown running his mouth and all the rest of it, it just kind of just strikes me as the players running in the asylum a little bit. And you know, if, if you're if you're a proper player coach, you, you know, you put your arms around someone like Martavis Bryant, who's you know heavily talented, but just just needed that kind of guidance and that that strong fist a little bit to to say, look, you know, pull, pull your socks up here, otherwise you're not going to be in the league. And you know, who knows that the Steelers might have been a bit different. So I just kind of feel that the players can kind of undermine Mike Tomlin a little bit. And I say that goes hand in hand with the poor away performances against put against poor teams. Sometimes they just do what they want and just turn up. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, he probably will be safe. I just think they do need playoffs, otherwise, you know, serious questions will be asked. And say, um, but was a bit surprised maybe there weren't a few more questions last year. But he's been there. Last a long long time and he's he's got a bit of an eclectic um, coaching tree as well he's got sort of Tony Dungy on one side and then and then John Gruden he was um, DB's coach for the Bucks Mm. um, under John Gruden so you know maybe that um, that joy kind of rubbed off on him a little bit (laughs) yeah maybe Um... and then and then don't forget that he is also um, the he's been fined the most um, mm. As a head coach by the NFL, in terms of a single single costed fine, 
which was $100,000. Was that when he tripped for, up that play at the Baltimore play? Well, yeah, Jacoby Jones yeah. on a kick return. He was saying he wandered out and, and, <laughs> and it was all a big accident and yeah. he didn't mean it and he was just, you know, he, he didn't realise where he was. What a load of nonsense. Yeah. You, you watch all the angles on that and if you haven't seen it, yeah. again, look it up because it, it is, it, it's absolutely bizarre. It's funny. Um, they were they were down um, and there's Jacoby Jones, who obviously we know is a is a big time player. He's he's got a kick return in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so they know they know what a weapon he is. Um, but just seeing Tomlin kind of nonchalantly wandering out, almost kind of sticking it. It wasn't quite a sticking a leg out because no. there was that one. Yeah. Who was the coach that stuck his leg out? There was one that stuck his leg out a few years ago, wasn't there? Uh, that actually tripped a player over. I can't remember. It was actually one that made contact, whereas Tomlin, he he just kind of just went right near the edge. So, yeah. Let me just have a quick, let me have a quick Google search. See if I can find anything. Uh, Rex Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan against the Dolphins. That's it. That's the one. (laughs) That's the one. Yeah. There you go. Uh, right, okay. Before we go off on a tangent, we'll uh, we'll try and wrap this up. So two games left. I don't really want to spend too long on Bill O'Brien. Um, I've gone probably safe, and you've gone. They need a playoff berth. Probably both true, to be fair. Um, f- for me, I think it's just more around the fact that um, the GM's obviously been fired. They've not brought in a new one. Uh, Bill O'Brien seems to be ruling the roost there. Uh, one, for me, one of the worst coaches in the NFL at the moment. Uh, but has a lot of the power, so he kind of tends to dictate what, he, what he's going to do. And the on top of it, he did sign a four-year extension last year. Yeah. So kind of that that part of the safeties, um, that kind of safety is is around him. Yeah. Um, and he he has he has a very talented team. Yeah. He really does. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is kind of you know there's all pro and then there's kind of a level above that. All all pro. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's kind of he's, he's playing at, at just a you know absolute superstar level, and um, again fantasy wise, um, I I feel privileged every time I get to draft a Sean Watson. Oh, I love Sean Watson this year because he again you know he's one of these running quarterbacks who is still he's a quality passer. So it's not he's not he's not a Lamar Jackson where it is kind of more reliant on the run. He, he is a quality passer, but he's also got a set of wheels. Mm. And the talent around him and the fact that, you know, they they've they know they've got some experience. And I think Bill O'Brien is, he, you can see the kind of determination in his face. He's unlike um, Gruden, who kind of looks like he doesn't want to be there. Um, Bill O'Brien permanently looks intense doesn't yeah, he he does yeah did you see that interview the other day where he was um, being questioned about the injury report and then he got a bit arsy well I, I he's one of those coaches that I if I was in a press conference I, I'd kind of be double checking my questions because <laughs> I can see him just kind of storming out yeah. or just giving you a one of those 50 yard stares yeah, yeah, and not absolutely. even not even opening his mouth just right. kind of don't doing it all with his eyes yeah so he's intense, but I like that. I like that about head coach. I like that kind of passion behind him. I'm, I'm thinking for the for the Texans, pretty much a similar season to last. Um, yeah. I'm going for an 11 and five, and I'm going for a, an, another division win. Yeah. Um, the Colts not far behind, but mm. I, I just think the Texans have just got that bit more quality. 
Yeah, I think say I put probably safer below Brian just because I think I can see them missing the playoffs and him still being fine, obviously for all the reasons I said as well. But yeah, certainly the, the the chances of winning the division goes up the more time that Andrew Luck spends off the field and uh, there's some weird stuff going on there with his uh, his leg, his lower leg. But um, yeah, I, I think we say I, th- I think it's indicative that they didn't bring a new GM in, so I kind of feel like they they. They'd rather Bill O'Brien over anyone else, really. So I think it, and, yeah, he'll be and, there. and he knows how to face adversity. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, this is the guy that, that came in after the whole Jerry Sandusky thing at Penn State mm. um, and took over from, from Joe Paterno. Mm. I mean, how do you replace a coach who'd been coaching for about 50 years? You know, and he managed to get the get Penn State to an eight and four record and he was actually um given the coach of the year so even though he didn't win a he, he wasn't eligible to play in bowl games but he still was was given coach of the year so mm. I mean he knows how to face adversity as well mm. yeah uh, talking of adversity that brings us nicely on to our last person San Francisco's head coach Carl Shanahan uh four and 12 last year so that's if that's not adversity I don't know what is obviously had a lot of injuries but he's going into his third year now um, first two seasons, obviously, it's not been great. He's had again injuries to to kind of bail him out a little bit. Ten and twenty-two record, uh, point differential minus one hundred and forty-five as well. That's not great. I don't care how many injuries you've got, but um, yeah, John Lynch. Uh, I think I think he'll start to maybe st- turn the screw a little bit. I think he'll start to want to see some investment uh, in his in his faith. Uh, yes, he's a great offensive mind and gets a lot of out of all of his players, but um, that defense, I think, may may. Be there, Achilles heel a little bit. That's not a Richard Sherman reference or a joke or anything like <laughs> anything like that. But um, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think this team will come good. I just wonder if they'll give him enough and again keep giving him a get out of jail free card every year because uh, the players they brought in will be will be pretty good uh, in a couple of years time when they've bedded in and, and got going in Debo Samuel, you know, Nick Bosa on the, on defense and. Uh, Jalen Hurd and all, all the rest of it as well, but um, bottom five in points against last year. I just think I can't see the new additions of you know D Ford as well and free agency. I'm not quite sure they have the desired effect to hit the ground running, uh, and of course they're in, in a tough division, aren't they? They are. I mean, the the thing about Carl Shanahan, he he's he is again one of these offensive gurus. So he's you know he's he's his kind of mentality and and all his kind of coaching history is around the. Um, the offensive side of the ball. He's yeah. not the the defense. He just kind of um, hopes is going to work. I think mm. um, I'm I'm not as confident of of him doing brilliant things. I I think with a fair wind and the 49ers avoiding the cold injury curse that they had last year, losing Jimmy Garoppolo, using losing Jarek McKinnon, um, they can go. I, th- I think they're kind of a, a, a mid-range kind of eight and eight type team. Yeah. Um, I don't see them as being awful. I don't see them as being terrific. And I, I, I'm not buying into this whole kind of dark horse no, um, no, no. playoff team. No I, way. It, I, I can't see it happening. No way. Um, it's just that there isn't a talent there. I think it's it's going to be interesting with um, Tevin Coleman. I think he's he he is um, a quality running back, but He's not a he's not a twelve hundred thirteen hundred yard workhorse. No. He's, he's going to get mixed in with other people. No. Um, that's what that's what Carl Shanahan's good at as well, though. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, Carl Shanahan. He was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. Again, yeah. going back to um, with with him and Zach Taylor together, they've both got the twenty eight three t shirts. <laughs> um, 
And interestingly, he um, when he was offensive coordinator for the Browns um, back four years ago, um, he actually resigned um, because he disagreed about Johnny Manziel being ready to start. So that's kind of that's kind of how passionate he was, you know, about kind of the offensive side of the ball. Mm. But but obviously he, you know, he got some nice breaks from his dad, <laughs> um, and his dad was the, you know, his dad's won two Super Bowls, and then when his dad went and um, coached the Redskins, there was kind of debatable nepotism about, you know, did he really deserve the job? Yeah. I mean, obviously he's come on since then, um, you know, and, and getting getting. Matt Ryan to to a league MVP is is you know still a fantastic achievement, yeah. but this is he's going to be governed by how good Jimmy Garoppolo is, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I still have a sneaky feeling that we're we're going to see some more Nick Mullins love later on in the season. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not a big believer in Jimmy G. I must admit. I think if they go if they get seven or eight wins, I think he'll be okay. Um, well, it should be okay. So it depends depends on the manner of those wins and the losses, I suppose, because obviously I'll put in the playoffs. But yeah, th- th- I just think going into the third year, not many people get to the fourth year um, with the kind of the records and the the win losses that he has. I know again, not doubting the quality of his if, if his uh, prowess on the offense and his mind and how how good he is at you know the mo- I think he there's a stat out there saying he got the most yards from scrimmage from his all his running backs last year or year before something something silly like that anyway but yeah yeah per- personally yeah, I have no issue with Kyle Shanahan like him I just it's just more about the situation for him uh, and what you know whether or not uh, Lynch Lynch would continue to to let him tug on that leash a little bit so and then you, you've arguably arguably got that position where is he a better offensive coordinator yeah, than exactly. he's a head coach yeah yeah yeah. You know, I'm sure there'd be quite a few teams that would would happily take him as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. But as head coach, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay, we shall see. We'll we'll put our lists up on the website full10yards.com uh, in due course. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But Lawrence, that's going to wrap us up. Really enjoyed the uh, the head coach speak there. Be interesting to see uh, when we come back to the end of the season uh, who who's right. Maybe we'll do like a we'll we'll cover what we what we went through today and see who 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 was right sound look forward to it cool lovely stuff if you want to get involved uh, on the twitter you can get in uh, you can get in touch with lawrence at nfl fan in england uh, which you said to me off air lawrence is uh, you just re- you've just uh, celebrated the 10th anniversary of that twitter account yes yeah yeah <laughs> I've, I've i've been around a number of years i've i was playing fantasy football back in the back in the olden days when first down um did fantasy football and you had to send off in the post your team and you did two lots of transfers throughout the season, and you had to post your transfers. Mm, that's uh, the Sun Dream team written all over it. Yeah, but how times yep. have changed, eh? How times have changed. Brilliant. There we go. Okay, that's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. Hope you liked it. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. As I say we'll put these up on the website in due course as well, so keep an eye out on those. Get, get involved in the discussion, say, at Full 10 Yards on Twitter if you want to. If you want to give, give us any comments, any feedback on some of maybe maybe we're talking absolute tosh, I don't know. Maybe we're talking some sense. Who knows? I hope it's the latter, not the former. But that, <laughs> that's going to do it for today's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll speak to you soon. So in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show 
full 10 yards at gmail.com.